Welcome to Hattrick City on WXCI 91.7, Danbury's only all-hockey radio show. Uh, I know that some in our audience don't know the finer points of hockey. You want me to dummy you again? Hattricks, baby! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this very special episode of Patrick City. I'm your host, DJ Patty Cake. As always, joined by the one and only DJ Uncle Matt here in the WXCI studios. Uh, today, we got a quick one for you guys. Um, semi-quick, I should say. Uh, we got an interview here with Xavier Abdella. Uh, we kind of wanted to give you guys some content before you know, Thursday night. Just to kind of give a little, little amp, because I know it's been a rough few weeks with the team and you know so give a little insight from at least x's perspective and then this thursday our guests which should we keep them under wraps or should we tell them to get hyped might as well tell them for this week's guests you'll get their perspective from johnny ruiz and kyle gonzalez um but we're going to talk about the last game that we just played which was a win over the elmira river sharks but before that, um, we quickly wanted to talk about some new things that we're going to be doing pretty soon. Um, Matt and I have decided that we're going to bulk up our our episodes a little bit. Not like bulk up the main episodes, but bulk up the catalog. We're going to have some interviews that are going to be streaming only. Not on the radio. Only on streaming. Um, of interviews with former Danbury players who have played here with either, you know, the Titans, the Whalers, you name it, at some point, or even the Hattricks at some point. Um, so we're going to get, you know, guys and people from that squad. And The idea is just to bring more of the, the different perspectives of the guys who have been through here and played for Dan Barry and have different stories to share. And, you know, we always hear that. Um, so we don't know how frequently we will do it, but we're thinking probably once or twice a month, you know, at, yeah. at the bare minimum there'll be these. bi-weekly. Yeah, these will be extra episodes. They'll not be like special episodes. It'll just be, there'll be another episode. Um, and they probably won't be necessarily as long as an episode where we have multiple guests. It won't be, we won't be dragging um, junior guys or Westcon guys onto the episode. They'll kind of be isolated yeah. w- with these interview opportunities for the, for for as much as we can if timing allows. Um, so, yeah. That that's something that uh, we're we're excited about, and we hope you stay tuned in. We're, we've got other stuff on the horizon, but we have to have some meetings um, with the third parties before we uh, before we can announce that stuff. But yeah, there is stuff in the works, so stay tuned. And then very quickly before we get into this episode, uh, we just want to recap the Hattricks game against Elmira. Um, they ended up coming on top with a six to five win. Out there, they which the highlights, the first star of the game, coming from Bodan Sinchenko, grabbed a hat trick out on the road, and then, of course, Gonzo getting that beautiful game winner towards the end there. Um, really, it was, a, it was a big back-and-forth game. Um, there was never really a time where it was still, I'd say, really until after Gonzo's goal is where they really just kind of held it down and kept it 6-5. Yeah, I w- actually watched... A lot of that game again last night. Uh, I had watched it late, late, um, 
kind of I guess that was Sunday morning um, after it took place. And uh, I wanted to watch it again last night. Look, you know, there's there's some different guys out there for Danbury right now. You have to give it time. Uh, there needs to be a little marination. And we're starting to see it come together. Listen, Elmira got better. You could just tell from the ground up they're being run better. You can look on the YouTube um, page and just see there's a few more people in the crowd. Again, it's going to take time. This is the third team in basically three years. Yeah. Essentially. I mean, there was no Elmira enforcers that one year. Then they came back as the Mammoth. But ultimately, um, it's been very volatile in Elmira. And as we speak about with a couple of our guests, it's important for these opponents to actually have strong businesses and weak teams uh, for us. Yeah. Uh, but uh, at the, ultimately, yeah, it's really important that these teams stay in business. So it was nice to see the River Sharks, even though I still think their name stinks. Um, uh, it was really nice to see that there were a couple more fans in the crowd. That's a great – there's no doubt about it. The you know these former ECHL arenas, especially, um, they're they're perfect for this league. Elmira is a perfect building for this league geographically. It fits into the league. There's history there too. There's UHL history with the league. There's FHL history with Danbury and Elmira. And if you really look at it, uh, with the exception of Watertown, that really didn't have any pro sports for a long time. I think they had minor league baseball years and years yeah. ago. But um, you know, like. It, they're bringing back some the fed has brought back a lot of old uhl locations echl uhl obviously binghamton with the ahl but i mean port huron uhl ihl location uh motor city uhl location uh i they they might have actually had yeah you original uhl too the colonial mm -hmm. league um you know obviously elmira Started out in the UHL, had a long run in the, the ECHL. Binghamton, AHL market. Watertown, kind of an original market uh, to the Federal League, still kind of hanging on like Danbury is, as although Danbury is doing really good. I mean, the crowds have been great and all that. Um, Binghamton also had some experience briefly in the UHL before um, transitioning kind of back to the AHL, however that worked exactly. But, um, yeah, so... A lot of these markets are ready to go. And somebody like Elmira, if they could just get it going again, the right leadership there and the right lease. And that's another thing that the fans have to understand. There's got to be the right person willing to lose money at the beginning, very beginning, just getting the thing off the ground. And there's also got to be um, the right audience. And Elmira has always been a good place. So it's going to be great when they get that up and running again and we can really have Really competitive games all the time. It was a competitive game last Saturday night. They're just a step away. You know, they're obviously doing pretty good in the standings, and they're just a step away. And honestly, well said. And without further ado, here is Xavier Abdella. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Hattrick City. Our guest today is Xavier Abdella. It's great to have you here. We're on to a, uh, a new season and you're back with us. Why don't you tell like the listeners like how you decided to just come back? Happy to be back. Episode two here, so thanks for having me on again. And yeah, I think after the way we went out last season, I was just super excited. And uh, I know we had a, a core group coming back, so just excited to be back playing with them, playing for Billy. Um, I love the fans at Danbury too, so kind of just all that coming together. It was like, it's close to home. 
all just made sense. What did you do over the summer? I actually stayed around here, um, worked, trained, got to travel a bit. Actually, I traveled a lot, which is good. Where'd so, you go? Um, I went to Cape Cod twice. I went to Florida twice. I went to D.C., Portland, Maine. Mm, I went home for a couple times, too. Did you skate in Cape Cod or any of those places? Mm, just skated here. We had Breakfast Club. I'm not sure if you've heard of the infamous Breakfast Club. Oh, yeah. but No, we've heard about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you get out of those skates being around the guys, you know? Um, it's just good. I I think normally during the season there's like a lot of pressure and it's more work, so it was cool to just be able to get up and, and have fun purely just with them. And also at 6.30 in the morning, like it's good to push each other and do that, kind of hold each other accountable. I mean, if someone doesn't show up, kind of just joke around with them say hey like where were you but you know it's a summer everyone's got kind of their own responsibilities Mm -hmm. and things they got to take care of but yeah it was fun just uh chopping it up not as much pressure yeah so i guess we're just a little bit into the season now what 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 do you cough it up to right this at this point you know what i mean yeah so far in the season (coughs) i don't think we're having this uh start that we expected but um still have a lot of games left and I know it's in the room, so should be good. Uh, kind of just put it together, take it day by day, keep building. How often is it that, um, you know, like in your previous years, you moved around, I think, even in college, right, to just transfer schools? Mm-hmm. How, you know, um, easy is it for you to adjust to playing with new teammates and stuff like that, just in terms of uh, I know as being a defenseman there's that kind of dynamic where you're running parallel. You know, how does it – How's it been um, this season with that type of adjustment? Yeah, I think we sneaky do have a lot of guys on the team from last year, which is good. So I think we have a good core to kind of uh, bring back, like, the habits and and things that, like, just Danbury hockey um, that we had. But, yeah, it is cool having new guys around. Um, Got some funny funny guys, some characters in the room for (laughs) sure. So, um, but, yeah, I think just moving around, like, you just meet, learn to meet new people, learn to – you go to war with people, so you, uh, you become close pretty quickly. Tell me a little bit about, um, you know, something that maybe the fans don't see behind the scenes is that you warm up a lot. Um, just when we were on the road together, a lot using that small ball, um, that small hard, it's like almost the size of a golf ball, or yeah, is it, is it a, a golf ball? ball? It, it is, is a golf, golf ball. ball. Yeah. I thought it might have been some type of training uh, ball, you know what I mean, like that they advertise for hockey. How did you get into that? and? And and uh, it's amazing that you always find a place to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the golf ball. And that might have started, like, high school for me. Just something to, like, you know, kind of stick handle, like, feel, make the touches, I don't know, on your stick, on your blade, just having your head up, thinking about trying to, like, visualize and stuff like that. So I do a little bit of that, just, like, a good way to, like, loosen up the upper body. And then uh, towards the end, kind of just, like, visualizing, working on uh, – like muscle tension and being loose in certain situations, knowing when to like uh, brace and stuff like that. Let me ask you something. We might have asked you on your last episode, but we we'll, might as well bring it back to the top. You know, I, I know you're from the Albany area, and there's there was minor league hockey and all that stuff up there. But what was your entry into hockey? Was it a family member? Or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my uh, my uncle got me skating when I was two and a half. Wow. Yeah, so he he was a hockey fan growing up. Played hockey. Um, he went to RPI, and they threw a wagon I think it was had to be the 70s or 80s when they won national championships so um, that's when kind of he was following the team and then when I started 
playing sports. It was just that. I tried playing, like, t-ball, tried <laughs> playing soccer, tried doing basketball, but it was always just hockey for me. Was your the uncle mostly, I guess, a college hockey fan, huh? Uh, Like, for O2. Yeah. But uh, definitely an RP's born and raised in Troy. Who do Albany or Troy people, who do they go for in the NHL? A lot of Rangers fans. Was he a Rangers fan? Yeah. Wow. No, I'm a Stars fan. You're a Stars fan, but was yeah. he a Rangers fan? Oh, he's a Blackhawks fan. Wow. I think he just likes the original six team and like the classic jerseys that they have. That's pretty cool. Did yeah. you um did you ever go to like any River Rats or games of that? Mm, River Rats games for sure. A few Albany Devils games, but the River Rats were classic. What was your kind of memory of that? Um like when you're younger it's just awesome like seeing the guys fly around, like trying to get sticks, trying to go for knuckles. Few fights, definitely a little bit more fighting back then too. So I remember there was one game I wasn't there, but like some guy climbed out of the penalty box and like over the glass to try and fight the guy. It's probably a clip you can find online. It's crazy. Yeah, that was like a classic, uh, definitely venue for minor league hockey for many years. Mm -hmm. Um, something we talk about all the time on this show, but it's nice to kind of have a guy, um, a player from Danbury, kind of be from upstate New York to know about. Do you think this league could ever work in Albany? Is the rink just too big? I think I think the rink might be a little bit too big. Yeah. But they have the East Coast team in Adirondack. It's like an hour, 45 minutes to an hour north. But but it's not the same. No. no. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then, um, you know, speaking on New York this past weekend, you guys played Elmira, the, the brand new, we'll say new in quotations, River Sharks team. Mm -hmm. um, so this is the third Elmira franchise in, in Federal Fed. League history, yeah. Um, I mean, were the vibes any different? I know it's, you know, they've, they've ditched the purple and orange. Now it's more the red and black. Um, kind of how was it? Um, it was a military appreciation night, so they had a decent crowd. Um, I would say the attendance, I don't know if it was because of that special night, but the attendance was slightly better than normal there. So I don't know if it's like just the new season or it was for that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think they got some – some solid pieces over there like it's never easy playing in, in that barn but uh yeah i think as long as we kind of keep playing our game shouldn't shouldn't have to worry too much it's good to hear that they actually have some more fans coming in because like i always said you you, you have to think that they could just at least on the comparatively to how they did in the ECHL, you, you have to think that they could mirror that just like binghamton is binghamton's probably done better i bet you in attendance at times because I know uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure I mean I bet you this is something uh, our co-host engineer and researcher Pat Frenette could look up but I, I think at one point Binghamton was selling the tickets for seven dollars so that's gonna get a lot of people in the rink mm -hmm. that's gonna get a lot of families in the rink more often than not gonna sell a lot of popcorn and jerseys and and you know whatever else it is that that's for sale um I really was, I, you know, bro, we've always been kind of buddies, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I was really proud of you when I saw this hat that Herm pulled out. Oh, yeah. There's a little bit of swag in that hat. I had a New Jersey Nets one of, like, that script that you had. I know exactly what it was. Did you, how did you, was it you sat with somebody? You designed it yourself? Yeah, I, um, I just kind of, I seen some of the merch and I, I, I do like a lot of the merch we have with our logo and stuff, but I just thought it'd be pretty pretty dope to have like a script hat like that like it's like that classic 80s like vintage 90s type look so yeah i just designed it myself it was kind of 
uh funny the way like i you can't find that font anywhere for like that, that i put the hat tricks in um the company that like made all those hats what company was it oh, i'd have to i'd have to it was like I, a, a super deep cut like the, the name of the company and like font yeah i forget yeah. what it was man like I, I i i had that hat i definitely had a new jersey nets one of that hat um for the basketball fans out there, I grew up in Queens when Kenny Anderson was like one of the top picks of the Nets. Everybody had a Nets hat. It was just like somehow the New, New Jersey Nets were now like a super popular team. But um, no, it was cool to see that the players are getting a little more involved and stuff like that. And it was cool um, this summer. I think we had that little event at, uh, what's the name of the Italian restaurant? Gallo. Mm -hmm. uh, and your, was it your grandmother who came yeah. down? Yeah. So there... Have they been to a game this season? Who comes down there? Because I, I know it's your grandma, and then it's sometimes I believe your aunt. Yep. Normally, if the whole fam is there, it's my grandma, my mom, my aunt, my uncle. That's awesome. Yeah. That's all right. This is taking about two. It's only two hours. Two. Yeah, about uh, exactly two, two hours. Yeah, I was about to say yeah. maybe two in like five minutes or something like that. Yeah. So the one I'm seeing for those hats, it's sports specialties. Yes, That's what it sports, is. Specialties. sports specialties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the Binghamton tickets, they had a game in 21 on the 8th there was a sellout they wanted to sell out the bull so they had eight dollar tickets what what's the cheapest ticket then i like i said i could be wrong but i i'm always almost sure that they had real cheap tickets you know what i mean they, yeah i mean I'll, I'll I, I like elmira's rank i think yeah i think it could if, get rocking if they if they packed it or and i don't know if the fans that don't i know ron rogel travels to elmira and and his his family was with him up there this weekend but um you know there's that area where i was filling up the water bottles last season and you were doing your golf ball thing where um like there's a whole concession area and stuff that's not even yeah. open during the game so mm. it's just not appropriate now or at least last season pat yeah so i'm seeing 19 dollars. really there. yeah that's what I'm seeing at least a lot of on Ticketmaster. I, I will stand corrected. I it might have been a couple of seasons back when they first started where they were really, I think they were as cheap as eight or nine bucks. You know what I mean? I believe it. Yeah, I, believe it. I mean like it's just there's the seating there, and it's been so great to see this division develop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like especially in this hat tricks era where you have, you know, listen, um, just coming to games up here for years, starting out in this league when they played against the Aviators in Brooklyn in a, in a rink that I play beer league in now. It's so incredible to see Danbury be able to go up against Binghamton and Elmira. And I really think in the next few years we're going to see another surprise. It, it It's a gradual thing. People started to accept the league in the last, I would want to say, five years. I think since Danbury got back into it, a lot of markets... Have, I mean, look at how many markets looked at it. Columbus, um, since since Danbury got back in, right? Columbus, yep. Mississippi, Binghamton. Uh, obviously, Elmira's hung around. So it's great to see this division develop. Um, I was I was just telling my cousin, I I may have to share this on the Hat Tricks Instagram. My cousin Joe is a huge Bruins fan. Did I send this to you? You might have. He has his whole basement as a man cave with the Bruins stuff and all these photos. And he has it wired so that these lights blink in his basement when the Bruins score a goal. He doesn't need to do anything. They score, the That's lights intense. just start. I'll That's show you it right now. Uh, but it's just like, um, 
And I was trying to tell them, it's like, we don't quite have that type of stuff around here, <laughs> but we really do have, like, the most devout, you know, fans. 100%. And you, you see so many people have become friends. But, yeah, it's, it's so, like, when I interact with hockey fans like that, I always try and get them to come down here. Do you, like, do your boys that don't play hockey, like the Jay Baruchels from the Goon, do, do they come down? they ever come up and catch up with you? Or uh, Yes, I'm, two of my best friends came to a game last year, which is fun. That's awesome. Like yeah. guys that don't play or just yeah. old friends, that's awesome. Yeah. That's re- that sounds really cool, right? Yeah. Like, like getting the chance to play in front of friends like that and, and family. What do you think, um, you know, just the way um, – the season has started. Um, you know, I hate to have you single anybody out, but like who, who, you know, let's just say of the new guys on the team, who, who do you think's been maybe even in the locker room, kind of a, a strong leader and, 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 and a great addition. Yeah. Give me a second to go around the room. I think <laughs> I'll say first person that comes to mind, new goalie MC. I think he's, he's a good guy and he's a hell of a player. Um, McCollum. Yeah, yeah. McCollum. Yeah. Uh, Stoge. Brandon. I don't even know how you say his last name. Storyevsky. Yeah. Brandon, he, so he's a funny. He's fun. People often say that when a team wins a championship, comes a different opportunities and different contact from different people. Having won the championship here, did you talk even just contact? Were there, was there contact with you from other teams from even overseas or even locally uh, in the States? Yeah, a little bit, but honestly, I was pretty dead set on coming back. Kind of yeah. like we talked about, like no, I knew you yeah. were, but I mean, just just in general, what, yeah. was there inquiries after a championship type yeah. of thing? Hey, are you interested <clears throat> or type of a deal? Yeah, for sure. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about just what do you you know as a player? How much time do you guys actually have to use the the rink when it's not practice? How much like time during the day outside of formal scheduled stuff? Do you guys actually get to use the rink? Uh, kind of as, as much time as you a lot for yeah. yourself, you know. I mean, sometimes there's work. Um, so I'll, after work, it's kind of just chill out. Right, right. Um, yeah, it depends. Like, I joined the, the Edge gym with uh, with Yao, Jared Yao. So we kind of split a membership. Um, but I know some guys lift before practice. Some guys lift after practice. Um I know some guys come back later in the day and just, you know, chill out and then go. So I think it's really kind of just on your own schedule. I would say maybe besides the actual practice time, which is an hour to an hour and a half, probably another two or three hours at the rink every day. Really? Yeah. I mean, we're there an hour and a half minimum before practice, probably an hour after practice, and then if you want to work out, another hour on top of that. That's pretty cool. I mean – when you go out there and you have your own time, is it like a on the ice? Is it kind of like similar to a gym workout? Are you doing a different thing every day, or do you focus oh, on skating? Or? Strictly on the ice? Uh, no, I was just talking about mostly like in the weight room. Uh-huh. Strictly on the ice, I think you'd probably have to talk to Jim or see if there's any extra. But guys also do go out early, like 30 minutes before practice. Uh-huh. So that's Get there like as the, early as you can. Yeah, and if you, you want to go out like – there's no one on before us, so if you really wanted to, you could be on the ice at nine. You'd probably be pretty tired for a 10 a.m. practice, but yeah. It, not not that it, I hate to put you on the spot about this, but have you you ever gone to like the public stick and pucks just to skate and train? Or when I was younger, that's what I would do. Yeah. Um, but even when you're here and you feel, you ever feel like 
Mm. No. I went. I did like a men's league game. It's <laughs> just, it's fun, but it's like you don't want to like get bad habits and, and like that's it for me. Interesting. Like if, I'm, if I'm out there, I mostly want to get better. You know, so that, at least during the summers. But like, there's always like, I've skated in men's league tournaments. Like those are fun because it's like a little bit of compete. It's still. But you're going up and down yeah like yeah. sometimes here it's like the level of play obviously isn't much like that high so it's not like crazy fun if you're kind of just wheeling around like right. guys who probably can't even skate that well right you know? like no offense to them but yeah just, yeah yeah you know. when um when you um it's funny because i feel like uh you know i play beer league hockey and i'm around you guys uh sometimes and it's like what what's your what's your preferred equipment now? Like what's your stick now? Uh I use Warrior. Yeah. I just use I was using CCM for like the past week cuz my st- stick broke, but yeah, Warrior. I like Warrior. I I stick to whatever stick. Like I don't like to switch it up like that, you know. What about your skates? Bauer. I've been in Bowers. I had Trues in college. I love True skates, but they're not as durable. But the Bowers now I have are, I like those. That's cool. Yeah. And I was going to ask you, you know, um, something that Pat and I only got to do once last year was actually, well, Pat's not at the playing hockey. He's like, he's at the skating around with the puck stage right now. But but um, we got to skate in Dom Alessandro's backyard last year. You Are you the type of, like, growing up in upstate and stuff, is there an opportunity, like, to, to do, like, a little pond hockey and stuff all the time? Or mm-hmm. Yeah, some people do build rinks in their yard but yeah i remember one of my teammates families had like his grandparents had like a lake house and then so like the whole team would go over all the parents and like we would all be able to like buzz pond hockey together which is cool that's pretty cool yeah you know it's like up by lake george called glen lake so 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 you know you're you're one guy who's like i said you're designing hats and you're 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 um, i guess you've you finished school, right? You're mm-hmm. done with school and stuff like that. What's your kind of long-term plan? Would you like to get into coaching? Is there a career you've thought about? or? Um, honestly, right now, just like anything where I can just be creative and maybe not sit at a desk and use Excel. Like <laughs> Using so. Excel sucks, but you're going to yeah, usually yeah. have to sit at your desk a little bit to yeah, be well, creative. There's definitely, there's definitely a grind to it, but like, like – Excel is also a great a great tool. But <laughs> I can't be you know doing spreadsheets, so I don't know. Um, what did you actually study at school? Uh, undergrad was marketing with digital media minor, and then I got my master's in business administration. Wow! So you got a master's? Where'd you get your master's? At Kings? Wilkes. Wilkes. Yeah, yeah. Wilkes. I went to Stevenson my first two years. I studied fashion merchandising, and I transferred, became marketing, and I did four years. So six years total. What was Stevenson all about? Like, it's a small school that kind of just got hockey, right? Mm, yeah, they got hockey. Twenty sixteen was the first year. Wow. So, yeah, I was like, my first year there was a new program, and my first year at Wilkes was a new program. Wow. Two years later, yeah, it was kind of cool. But uh, yeah, Stevenson's a great school. Um, it's like thirty minutes outside Baltimore, which is cool. So you take the metro; it's like a dollar seventy-five. Wow. Thirty minutes, and you're right wherever you want to go between like Towson and Baltimore so we would go two dollar ticket down the Orioles I mean they had a good year this year but normally pretty trash so you could pretty much go to an Oriole game and back for like fifteen dollars wow without like food or anything but like yeah what made you transfer um my coach from high school became the coach at Wilkes and I just thought it'd be a better opportunity for me that's cool yeah that's cool 
it's an interesting that probably doesn't happen every day. Your high school coach becomes a college coach. Maybe it has. I mean, I know that's like usually that used to be part of the deal in college basketball. Like, for oh, sure. you got to take my coach as the assistant coach. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. Some old school shit stuff. <laughs> I mean, you, you could say that if you want. Things. We, we are after 10, so you're all good. Okay, yeah, it's a late night. <laughs> um, Yeah, and then, you know, on top of that, I know at the beginning of the show we're kind of catching up with what you did over the summer, but I know one thing we didn't get to talk to you about was the championship obviously the game winning goal you had the assist on that kind of walk us through what you remember from that play i mean i know mm -hmm. that's probably all just a blur at this point but you know anything you can recall from it yeah um no i just remember it was funny looking back at it i was out there for so long before and i don't know how i wasn't so tired but honestly it was just like a, like a great hockey play like you watch it like J Mac kind of wins a battle and like bumps it to me I just take the ice I get, pass to Z, he soaks the guy in, dishes it back, and then I just put a shot on that, Marshy's there. So four four of us touch the puck, you know. But, yeah, just skating up the ice, it just even in that moment it just felt like my legs weren't tired. I felt like I was kind of just, like, floating. I was, like, dancing up, so that was cool. And then when I shot it, I was like, maybe this will go in. It didn't, and then I seen Marshy put it in, and it was, like, the, the greatest weight off your shoulders, especially in college played in two championship games and we lost so like to finally win something was oh my gosh it was amazing you know i think the thing that i think about the most is that um you know it just you know and i'm sure the team felt adversity and pressure and stuff it just never felt like we were down in that series like even no. after we went behind and carolina and that just seemed like a that just seemed like a snafu, mm -hmm. you know. Like we went, we went down there and played them, and the, the, the truth was that that series shouldn't have been structured the way it was. We should have probably just played one game there, and we could have beat them three games at home, and then like had a possible. I mean, whatever it was, uh, uh, it worked out. But I just think that at the end of the day, there was just there was just an like a belief that we had them, like they, you know, like especially like I, I think that something needs to be addressed. I may have said it, I may not have, but but um, you know, like when their fans put on Facebook that they were gonna blow the roof off of Danbury, like they were gonna make more noise than us, <laughs> that was just where like the gloves were off. Like, like are you put to put that on Facebook is reckless. That's like that's the worst thing you could have done. Like that's the worst. Like listen, listen. Like, if you said, hey, we're going to come in there and we're going to show them that Carolina's got good fans, I would have been like, oh, I'm down with that, man. I, I, I know you are. Like, I know you're going to. But to say that you were going to blow the roof off. Coming to our rink. No way, no, dude. It's just wasn't, it's like, this just wasn't going to happen. What did they think this was going to be like a Ranger game where, like, half the crowd or an Islander game where, like, half the crowd is there, more than half the crowd is there for the other team? It just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. You know, like, and at the end of the day, uh, that was something special to be a part of, um, you know, because there's there's um, there's media around the team and there are write ups and recaps, but you only really know the story from what you remember if you're there. Like like I am, I have gone through the trouble of taking notes and and try to trying to write a book about this as I'm getting closer now to finishing. But, but those collected thoughts, if it makes sense, it's just like you only know what it feels like to win at this level if you're there. You can't quite 
like it's it, there's not going to be an NFL films version unless you know Chris Lynch gets bored one night or Pat gets bored. There's not going to be an NFL films version of what happened there. I mean, it would be cool if there was, and if any like YouTube trolls want to do it, we'll broadcast it somehow on our channels. But if that makes sense, like you you have to be in the crowd to know what it's like to react to something like that. You, like, you can watch it on TV and feel great for your son, but to really kind of comprehend how that was a great championship run. I mean, there was so much adversity for the organization. I mean, you know, Billy talked about losing early on with the organization. That was one thing. But what about the shutdown? Like, they just they had to shut the team down because of this this plague that was going around the world that nobody saw coming, you know, and uh, I've said it to you, you guys before, they were running full steams ahead in March of 20. It was great crowds here. Mm-hmm. It wasn't quite um, the best crowds, but it was getting really good. It was like the stands were full. The end zones were a little empty, and the, the I, I can't quite say if the... Um, if the bar on the upper other side was open yet, maybe it was, but people hadn't kind of gravitated there, but the crowd was coming and then COVID. So to kind of watch it have to stop again, you know, I mean, everybody who likes this team for a long time has seen hockey come and go here yeah. several times. So it was just like, I think that that's, you know, something that you got to keep, keep in mind you know what i mean it was like it, was, it took a lot to get it back and then covid struck mm. so that that's that's what i'll remember about it just like just kind of like really experiencing it watch like you know if you and again if you're a met fan and you go to 10,000 met games and you were there in 86 or whatever and they won i'm sure you have a similar affinity but like there's not going to be as much media there's not going to be a 30 for 30 about this it's it belongs to the city and the people and the fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, just to kind of go back on that, I don't know if you guys remember during those bus trips, I'd have that little SD camera. I still have footage on that. I got to go through that again. I haven't touched it since we won. That's cool. So, and you have tons of audio too from these shows that I you could blend say with in these, with I could splice in. So maybe I'll make like a found footage type thing and be like, this prove was me wrong, Pat. From whatever. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's. It'd be an interesting one to say the least. I know towards the end, I kind of fell off with it because, you know, I didn't for for I got superstitious towards the end because I was like, oh, I'm still <laughs> recording. And then we started doing bad. and I was like, let me stop. And then we got better. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, maybe I got to stop for a little bit. But I tried to get what I could and get it in its most natural form. Like when we went to McDonald's, I got that on film, but it was the McDonald's that it closed after that Elmira. Game. That was crazy. Right. So then we had to go to a gas station and we're all Yeah, that's whatever. funny though. I literally Stuff had like, like a Slim Jim and like a Twinkie that night at the gas station. It was rough, man. They weren't even making sandwiches or anything. It was no, just that was a crazy week because the week prior we got stuck in Port Huron. Oh yeah, that's right. And then we got back, played the playoff game two days later, and then yeah, we that was in Elmira. Yep. We had the we had a, you had a gas station because <laughs> that McDonald's, was crazy. McDonald's that was wild. Was closed. Yeah, and then play the next night. I wanted to. Fun. I totally wanted to be in charge of food because I found that great. I got to give a shout out to that little pizzeria. I forget what it's called across from Elmira, but that place is actually pretty good, man. And I was like, for you know, for upstate New York in the middle of nowhere, we would have been better off just getting pizzas. 
And keeping probably, it moving. Probably. You know what I mean? Like, I know. I'm trying to find the name of the place. Is it Vinny's? It could be. I'm looking up yeah, first Yeah, it, was, it wasn't bad. That. Like, it was pretty good, man. And the, the sandwich I had was good. They were baking their own bread, I think, or it was, uh-huh. it was hot. So it was, it was good. Um, what do you got? I'm trying to find it for you. Was it outside the arena? Like, directly outside? Or was like it, like, in, right, that, it like, was in that little yeah, strip with in that the, little um, start, that shopping center there. What was it? Oh, Vincenzo's. Vincenzo's. Yeah, not bad. Shout out to Vincenzo's, man. That place was pretty good. Um... X, where's your favorite place that you've played outside of the Fed? Like the coolest rink you ever got to play in under any circumstance? Um, two that come to mind, when I was in high school, we played at the Sabres rink. Wow. Two like U18 games, yeah, at their rink. It was cool, but it was it's tough because it's like obviously a full arena and it's not packed. So like when the puck is up in the air, you can't see it. It's like dark seats, you know? Yeah. But that was still, still a cool experience. And then... In college, playing against Utica, Utica University now. Um, I think they probably <coughs> the odd the odd it's called, but they're ranked. They pack it out. They might oh, yeah. honestly support the college team more, if not the same level as like their AHL team. Yeah. So they always have a, a sweet like uh, arena set up with even like when they score like the lights and stuff like that. But yeah, they get loud. It's cool. Cool barn to play in. Something that I actually meant to ask you, I I don't know if we kind of covered it on the last show. We've done a few shows now, right? Um, you doesn't seem like you ever really pursued that junior route that so many people go through. How did that happen? I mean, yeah. So when I was a senior in high school, I had no idea what I wanted to do. So, um, my coach I was just mentioned before who became my college coach he was my coach my senior year of high school and uh I loved playing for him so I went back did a postgraduate year at Albany Academy and then that year um again I was kind of still a little bit unsure about what I wanted to do but just talking to my family they they kind of pushed me to just stay towards school because they didn't want me to get like out of the swing of that yeah and then I had an offer from Stevenson to go so I took that but also I didn't really know junior hockey like my uncle like he put me in hockey but you know he he only played high school hockey like he didn't have like a crazy grasp of like junior hockey and all that and I know my coach could help me but no one in my family like really went through that experience before so it kind of just for us was just like oh I'll just go to college these other teams did they approach you about maybe joining a junior team or stuff like that not I really I remember talking I think I kind of just talked with my coach too and was like I'd rather just go to school like, I think that's, that's really interesting considering that like you know Pat and I have been um involved with you know working the junior games and it's just like these kids have they're so invested in trying to get that college opportunity so many of them are trying to get NCAA D3 and not just on the Danbury team but all the teams mm-hmm. in the league and then obviously on the NAHL level it's guys who are more interested in trying to get to the D1 hockey thing and it's just like there's just it seems like there's way you know it's like anything else I guess any others but way more people interested in these opportunities than there are Mm-hmm. Opportunities and you didn't go through the junior route at all to get there, which is interesting. Like I, yeah. I only know a handful of guys, to be honest, that didn't play any junior hockey before going to an NCAA D three. It's uh, definitely rare. Lynn Beadle comes to mind. I wonder if Lucas De Benedet played. Um, he played junior hockey. Did he? Yeah. Who didn't? Uh, 
I don't know if any of the guys right now. Just because you figure maybe Minnesota high school hockey, very competitive. You could maybe be the, you know, make a, maybe not a seamless transition, but a reasonable transition to a D3 team. Uh, like I said, Lynn Beadle, no, actually, I think Lynn Beadle actually played in Bridgewater, Mass, and Junior. So I, I, I'd be wrong there. Yeah, th- probably very rare. Yeah. Um, did you think that, like, um, I, Maybe a tough question is, did you think that you were kind of prepared to be a pro having not gone through uh, For pro or for going no, into college like that? No, for like actually graduating from college oh. and then kind of getting into this, let's just say, sometimes unpaved pro hockey landscape. Whereas maybe if you'd played some junior hockey, you 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 know you would have gotten by on bus rides and stops right. at Subway and Cracker Barrel or whatever. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. I think junior hockey definitely would have helped with that experience, like as an intro. But uh, I'm pretty adaptable, so I kind of just go with the flow. And then I think I'm pretty good about you know staying disciplined and. Um, I think in pro, like, you have a lot more free time, whereas college is a bit more regimented. So if you're not someone who, I guess, stays pretty motivated, like, pro hockey might be a little bit hard to, to I guess, stay successful. Like, there's not as much uh, structure around you. Exactly. And, um, you know, th- those bus rides, too, j- just kind of going back to this, I mean, I don't know. They, they give me so many good memories from that run and just – I know it, it sometimes they get a little wild you know what i mean like especially with pete the bus rides are great though like that's oh they were great man i know they were they were fantastic but you know pete was he was a different breed that guy make sure to cut that i'm gonna send well, the, the thing about pete was um you you couldn't create him like he there's a probably a character like if there's a movie about minor league sports and a bus driver it's probably something like pete but, like, in the real world, you couldn't expect him to exist, but he does. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's yeah, just yeah. kind of like, he hammer down! Like, you know what I mean? Some of the stuff is hysterical. Like, I, I don't even want to... There's a couple of stories we can't tell. No. And no. they're just... And the funny part is, <laughs> they're honest mistakes by him. It's not like he's doing something wrong. Like, we can't tell this one story about this and that. But it was like an honest mistake. Honest right? mistake. Yeah, like he didn't mean to do it, but it was like something we could maybe get in trouble for. You know what I mean? Like he's just a good dude that like uh, we, we we had a lot of fun on, on all of those road trips. And I think that that's one of the reasons. You know, I think it's um, – I think – and it's – you know, the only thing I can say is I did get to – not only with Billy, but I also got to go with, with Dave a few times. Um, the only thing I can say is that, you know, when you look at minor league sports, when you look at Bull Durham, uh, when you look at Slapshot, you know, they're they're on the bus. Yeah. I mean, probably one-third, maybe not a third, maybe a quarter of both of those movies is on the bus. Mm. So it's, I don't want to say it's sad. I know it's always a budget and this and that, but you know, it's, it's when you guys are spending overnights together and walking to go, and I've seen you guys walk to go to the, you know, the gasser, as you call it, the gas station, as the, the, you know, the hockey term is the gasser. Uh, you know, you guys are bonding and, and, and like it's, it's, you know, it's, 
it's exactly what team teamwork and teammates is is all about. You know, guys go out together, they get to spend that time together, they're on the road. I think that that's a big part of being a professional. I think it's I think it's a little I think it stinks that there aren't as many um kind of road games where you guys spend two you know I, I know it's not easy at times guys have girlfriends guys want to work and you know mm-hmm. second job and stuff but i really do think that that's the time that you guys will remember the most like cherish yeah, probably the most 100 those bus trips like telling stories like there's so many games that you know win or lose and then you have a good bus trip so that's uh, you probably remember way more about those those experiences than the actual game itself so and you know speaking of road trips next weekend you guys are going to be on the road for two games consecutively one in watertown one in elmira um watertown's been a tough opponent Mm -hmm. thus far um based on what we've seen from them um are there anything you guys are kind of trying to work on to go into it better this weekend yeah definitely giving us a little bit of trouble here to start um but no i think kind of just what we need to do is like focus on ourselves and I think we know we're a good team, so it's just playing the right way, good habits, playing good simple hockey, Danbury hockey. Um, yeah, I think it really comes down to to us, whether we beat ourselves or not. I I just think it's a it's tough that we have kind of a bit bit of a gap here between home games. Mm-hmm. But before I want you guys, you know, how, how did just to quickly touch on the schedule? How does that impact you? Have have you? Has it kind of sucked to get off the bus and basically have to play right again at home? Has it been difficult or just not difficult, pain in the ass? Yeah, like the new schedule, how we do like the home and home. Uh, It's definitely not ideal. Like you said, like I think we had with, was it Watertown? And where we got back at like 4 a.m. and then we had to play that next day at 7. Yeah, against Bingo. Yeah, it was against Bingo. It's like November 4th. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I mean, it's hard, but you kind of just got to sleep as best you can and take care of yourself. Yeah. Get ready to go. I think that things are going to start to turn around now. I think that the the, the rosters, not only around the, the Fed, but um, the higher leagues, we're getting to around the time, I think, traditionally when things just begin to slowly even out just a little bit. There's a little more shakedown. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But I, but I am uh, – I'm really confident that we can that we can bring another good group together again, and 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 I really believe that. Uh, again, the league's wide open right now. Again, too, I I I think that there's talent out there, but I but I think if we do things right, uh, you know, we'll be in good shape moving forward. I agree, hundred percent. Exactly, and with that, X. Thanks for coming back on the show. Um, best of luck to you, luck to you this weekend, and um, looking forward to that home game after Thanksgiving. Yeah, uh, it was great chopping up with you guys. One last comment: uh, really good mustache display. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. For, for You're looking good there. too, bro. Yeah, you know you. what I'm saying? You're looking good. Thanks. I got to give you some type of a mustache award. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I need something. Yeah. Exactly. I get so a good again. bunch of comments on it, so I'll oh, take something. Yeah. Perfect. And there you go, folks. Xavier Update.